Last week, I gave away a thousand copies of my 2022 Courageous Content Planner in a postage only offer. While I knew this offer would be popular, I didn't expect it to blow up my social media accounts or crash my website. Nor did I predict that the post about it on my Facebook page would go viral with more than 34,000 views and three and a half thousand comments. I'm Janet Murray. I'm a content and online business strategist. And in this episode, I share the story behind my craziest launch ever and what happened when I was courageous enough to share something that hadn't gone to plan in my business. What I share might surprise you. You'll find out why I decided to do the planner giveaway, how I launched the offer in just four hours, what I learned from the experience and why it reminded me about the importance of honesty and integrity in business. So it all started in my team meeting last Tuesday. I have a meeting with my team every Tuesday at 11am because you really needed to know that. But in this meeting, the subject of my planners came up again, specifically what we were going to do about the planners. Because although my 2022 Courageous Content Planner has sold well, we've sold thousands, sales are up 25% on last year. But we were still down on projected sales. And my printers had been in touch to say they had 500 of my planners in stock. And given the fact it was now the end of March, or then the end of March, I should say, they were asking if I wanted to dispose of them. Now, if you haven't heard of my Courageous Content Planner, it's a beautiful A4 desk planner and it's hardback, wirebound this year. It really is a beautiful product, but it's not just a content planner that you can put on your desk that looks beautiful. It's a tool. It's a resource. It's got a content plan, so you know what to post where and when. It contains thousands of content ideas and prompts, including awareness days. So you don't have to think about what to post. And there's also templates for annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly and daily planning so you can stay consistent with your content. And I often say it's not just a planner. I actually teach you how to plan your content in it, what type of content to post, how often to post. And I also include a free online masterclass which shows you how to use it. And this year it even has stickers. And who doesn't love a sticker? So why did I decide to give so many planners away and how did it happen? Well, it's fair to say that my planner sales haven't gone to plan this year, if you excuse the pun. And for ethical reasons, and also because I probably get sued, I can't really tell you exactly why I believe this is the case and what happened. While I'm typically the first person to put my hand up if I think I've made a mistake, I don't think I did here. I didn't put an order in for a silly number of planners. I wouldn't be able to sell. I did what I do every single year. I placed an order based on projected sales using real data. So that was the sales from previous years. What I can tell you is that I think I may have seen an upturn in sales last year due to the pandemic because everybody was stuck at home. Certainly I saw that with my online event ticket sales. Plus... Of all of the years that it could happen, my printers seem to have overprinted by as much as we think maybe a couple of hundred copies. And how that happens, we think, is usually in any batch of planners, there's a few duff boxes, a few damaged boxes, and we usually have to ask them to do a reprint of a few. But we kept counting them and somehow we seem to have, we've thought at least 100, if not 200 (laughs) 
So that didn't help. But the real problem is the one that I can't really share with you. But it's fair to say that I hadn't done anything silly, like just ordered a load of planners without using previous data to predict sales. There were definitely some things that were not out of my control, but due to decisions that I made that I couldn't reverse once I'd made them. And that's about all I can say. But due to decisions that I made in good faith, that didn't lead to the best results. And that's about as much as I can say without being unethical. What was really gutting this year is that we'd improved the product so much. We'd made it hardback to make it more durable. And I'd really thought about how to solve a problem that people talk to me about all the time. And I also think I'd got as close as I possibly can to really solving people's problem with content because the thing people used to say to me all the time is, I just want somebody to tell me what to post, where and when. And I've talked about this many times on the podcast before. If it was as easy as me writing a load of social media posts and giving them to business owners, oh, I wish it was because I would be a multimillionaire. I would just write social media posts for people all day and sell them and that would be wonderful. But that would be unethical of me to do so because we can't all publish the same social media posts because we all have different ideal customers and clients and we all have different audiences. Different messages are going to resonate with those audiences. So we can't all just cut and paste and publish the same thing. I have developed in my content kits, I've got templated social media posts and I've got scripts and templates that will help you to record videos. They're kind of like fill in the blanks. I try and get as close as I can, but the thing we can't get away from is the fact that we all have our own business, our own audience, our own customers and clients. So we can't just publish the same stuff, unfortunately. However, I had developed my 4x4 content strategy, so I'd come up with a really repeatable strategy, which is about posting four styles of content four days a week. Those four styles are news and trends, inspire, community, educate, and it's really given a lot of people who have struggled with consistency a framework to start with. Most people do that for a while and then they start to create their own pattern, their own strategy or approach to their content, but it gets a lot of people off the blank page. I was really proud of feeling like I'd really nailed that. And that's where the stickers came from, actually, because <laughs> we'd created these stickers for the full stars of content and people love the stickers. And the thing was that I'm not short of marketing ideas. I could spend all day thinking of clever ways to sell planners and my team weren't short of ideas either. The problem was my planners are normally sold out or nearly sold out by the end of January, definitely no later than mid-February. And it means that we can move on to other things. So by the middle of February, I'm on to next year's planner. I'm working on other products and services. But as we still had a good chunk of planners left, it was taking me away from other things. And I could see it was impacting on my sales in Q1 because I kept having to go back and come up with campaigns and ideas to sell planners, which I normally wouldn't have to do in the first quarter of the year. Added to that, Lisa, who does my planner fulfillment, handed her notice in. We have looked at using a fulfillment house before and we almost did it this year, but we decided not to because we like to ensure the quality. So Lisa was still fulfilling all of the orders personally by hand, which is why we get so few mistakes, I think. And she's decided that she's moving on. She's a contractor, but she's got a full-time role somewhere else. 
And so not only was I thinking about all of these planners, and of course there was no way they were being disposed of or going in a skip. That just made me feel sick even thinking about it. But I also had this added challenge of, well, even if we were to sell a load of planners throughout the year, who's going to fulfill them? I'm going to have to find somebody. Lisa's been doing this for years. She's got it running like a well-oiled machine. Not only do I have a load of planners to move along, but I also have to deal with the headache now of finding someone to do the fulfillment. And I've been in business long enough now to know that you can't let pride get in the way of profit. And when you're saying to yourself, you can think of a million ways to generate 20,000. That was around the kind of sales that we were looking for. You know, you've got to take action and you can't keep working on something that's actually costing you money elsewhere in your business just to save face. When I said to my team in this meeting, I think we should just do a postage only offer and we should get rid of in the nicest possible way these planners as soon as possible. It sparked what I call a could you just conversation. And they were saying, well, could you just do this offer or could you just do this kind of campaign? And although well-intentioned and some lovely ideas, all of them involved me spending hours of time creating new content. It involved me paying my designer to design new collateral, none of which made sense. And at that moment, I knew that the best possible thing I could do as a business owner, the smartest move I could make was to get those planners in the hands of my ideal customers and clients. Three months into the year, only nine months left of what is an amazing planner, but one quarter's already gone. Very common for planners to be discounted, but we'd already done a discounted offer the week before. It had been okay, but it wasn't going to shift 500 planners in a couple of days. And that's what I wanted to happen. When I make a decision, <laughs> I can move really quickly. So we came out of that meeting. It was longer than usual. It was about 12.30 and we had the offer open at 5.30 and that involved creating some social media posts, it involved writing a specific email and we decided to start specifically with people who'd already bought a planner. And it also involved creating a new messenger bot flow. So we use a messenger bot for my marketing. It's very clever. If you've been on my Facebook page or Instagram account, you'll see that you can just type a keyword and it will deliver you a podcast or it will deliver you the link to a webinar or it will deliver you the link to something that you want to buy from me. It's very clever. But of course, you do need to build out the flows that allow that to happen. So Sasha, who deals with that in my team, she started work on that. About 4.30 in the afternoon, I went into my Creators Club membership and I thought, I just want to share this with my clients, people who I've already got a good relationship with and know me well, just to see what they say and just see what they come back with. So I shared it with them first about 4.30 and their responses were quite interesting, very supportive, very positive. But they were all, again, things that involved lots of time and particularly on my part. So things like, could you make a list of all the charities and reach out to the media and communications people there and offer them a free planner? Could you just make a list of all the business schools in the UK and reach out and ask them if they want a planner? And not only did that mean days of work, and it would have been me that would have ended up doing it. I just know it would have done <laughs> days of work for me. But days of work to reach out to people that aren't actually my ideal clients. So it didn't feel like a good use of my time to get my planners in the hands of people that I wouldn't be looking to sell them to 
primarily. I mean, I do sell planners to people who work in charities, absolutely, but they're not my ideal customer or client. They're not top of my list. It's not who I'm thinking about when I'm writing my marketing copy. And I think my clients were worried on my behalf about reputation and whether me saying that I still had all these planners to sell would damage my reputation. They're lovely people. And I think that's where they were coming from. But I already knew that that's what I was going to do. And I knew it's the right thing to do. And I knew it was the best business decision. So I just took notes of what they were saying and how they were saying it. And some of their responses, it was just useful for me to see how they responded. An hour later, I put the post out on my Facebook page and that's when things went mad. (laughs) I said to people, please share it. We also sent an email out. My email list is 24,000, I think it is at the moment. And only a section of my audience, those who'd invested in planners, got this email. So it didn't go out to my full list, but things just basically went mad. I am a run leader and I've been helping on a a couch to 5k running program. So I went off at six o'clock, I think it was at 6.30 to do my run leading. I forgot to turn my notifications off and my phone was buzzing the whole way through. And I was running around with this girl who is getting right to the end of her 5k and chatting away to her. And I could hear my phone buzzing and I was thinking, it's about the planner, that's about the planner, but I couldn't do anything. And by the time we'd finished and wrapped up, I think it was about eight o'clock by the time I got home. And Julie on my team said, the website's gone down. What should I do? What should I do? After it kept going down repeatedly and people were messaging on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere to say that my site was down and they were panicking, they wouldn't get a copy. We ended up having to get my developer out of bed. (laughs) She was uh, out of the country and was asleep to fix the problem. And afterwards she said to me, why didn't you tell me that you were going to do this? Because I could have increased the whatever it was that I needed to do on my website to accommodate the increased traffic. I said, I didn't expect that was going to happen. I knew it would be popular and I had no doubt we would sell 500 very, very quickly. I didn't realise it would crash my website. I didn't realise my team would have to jump on, I think it was a Tuesday evening and deal with all the inquiries while I was out running. If I'd known that, I probably would have arranged to stay at home. It was all a bit unexpected. So what did I say in my post? Well, I was really honest and I explained that I had unexpectedly these planners that I needed to move along and I definitely did not want to dispose of them. It just felt criminal when there were people out there who could use them. And I explained honestly that I could have tried to save face by quietly getting rid of the planners. But I felt there was so much rubbish going on in the online space and so many untruths, so many cover-ups that I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And every time I thought about the planners being thrown away, I imagined this skip in my head full of planners and it just made me feel sick. By lunchtime on the Wednesday, so bear in mind this offer went live at 5.30 on the Tuesday, we were very close to selling out of those 500 that we'd made available. So we put a pause on sale so we could do a stock check. Lisa phoned the printers and it emerged they actually had 700, not 500. And we managed between us because I had some in my home office and she had some at her place and we actually scrabbled together another 300. So I posted on my Facebook page to say that we would be opening up the offer again at 8pm in the evening. By that stage, we already had a wait list. So when we paused the sales at lunchtime, not knowing whether we would have any more to sell and how many, we changed the message to invite people to join the wait list. And by the time sales opens at 8pm on the Wednesday, 
I think there were 250 people on the wait list. So we sent an email just to those on the wait list, posted on Facebook and Instagram to say the sales were open again and they were all gone by the following morning. So what did I learn from this experience? Well, first of all, it was a strong reminder that pride comes before a fall and pride comes before profit. I could have tried to save face by quietly disposing of those planners. And I didn't want to because it's wrong. It's wrong to waste like that in my eyes anyway. But also I do feel there are so many cover-ups and so many untruths in the online space. And as a, a new or developing business owner, it can feel like everyone else is doing so well and nothing ever goes wrong for anyone else. And people never make bad decisions or have to deal with the impact of poor service or have to deal with the consequences of other people's mistakes or misjudgments. So I wanted to be honest about that and reassure people that even when you've been doing it for years, that it's not all perfect. I think that's an important message to share. And it was interesting because people were saying that I was kind to do this offer. And I was very honest and upfront. I actually put a post on my Facebook page where I said, look, I'm not kind. Well, I am kind, but not in the way that you think I am. I'm also experienced and savvy at business. So I know that the very best thing that I can do at the moment is get these beautiful planners in the hands of my ideal customers or clients, because I know that a percentage of those people will love their planner and will invest next year. They will tell their friends about it. They'll start listening to my podcast. They'll come to my event. I knew it was the absolute best thing that I could do. And I remember Riley observing to myself that it was cheaper than Facebook ads because when we were doing the pre-launch for my planner, which had gone amazingly well, we'd sold £45,000 worth of planners and planner products in seven days back in August 2021. In the list building work that we did for that, we created a special lead magnet and that was being promoted in June or July ahead of the pre-launch. We were generating new leads from between about, I think it was £1.30 to £1.80 a lead. So we were generating leads specifically with the planner in mind. Sending out a thousand planners to ideal clients and customers and my post was being shared in Facebook groups for business owners. I could tell by the type of people that were responding that they were or certainly a good chunk of them were my ideal customers or clients. Then that's probably cheaper than that ad campaign. The only cost for me was my team's time. So remember, we worked very quickly. So there was a few hours work on Tuesday afternoon and Lisa for her fulfillment, which she would have had to do anyway. I'd already budgeted for her to fulfill that many planners. So they were costs I was already expecting to pay anyway. So as a lead generation activity, it was actually pretty good. To the point that a couple of people commented that they wondered whether it was a scam or a fix. It really wasn't a clever way to generate new leads because when people were coming into the messenger bot to ask about the planner, we were also telling them about my podcast, asking them if they wanted to download free resources, which of course they were free to do none of those things or just some of those things, never any obligation from me. But it was a great lead generation exercise. It was also a reminder that honesty and authenticity go a long way. I had so many positive comments from people saying, thank you for your honesty. There is so much guff in the online space and so many people posting about how wonderful they are and how many sales they're making that it's refreshing for somebody to be honest about something not going perfectly. And... 
time will tell, but I don't think it's damaged my reputation. While I wasn't able to share the details of why I think it happened and to really explain why I don't think it was bad judgment on my part in this case, there have definitely been times I have made bad business judgments. It's just that this didn't happen to be one of them. But no, I think that if anything, it may have increased my reputation or certainly increased it amongst those people who matter. Somebody posted on one of my Facebook posts that wasn't I worried that it would impact on sales next year. And of course, I thought about that a lot. And I thought to myself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? So the worst thing that can happen is that I get some freeloaders who grab a copy of my planner and they don't like it. And maybe I also get some people who quite like the planner, but wouldn't buy one at full price. So when they go on sale next year, they might wait until the end of March to buy one in case I do it again, which is very unlikely that I will. Certainly what I will do next year is do shorter print runs, which can be a little bit more expensive, but I think is probably a better way to go. I'm not worried about that because the kind of person who would wait until the end of the first quarter of the year to invest in a planner that they do find useful, that's not my ideal client. (laughs) Someone who isn't willing to invest less than £50 in themselves and their business in the hope that maybe they might get something that they find really useful free. That isn't my ideal client. So if there's a few of those people who've got a copy of my planner, well, maybe they'll tell their friends about it and share it on social media and that will attract more of the right people towards me. But I'm not worried about losing those people. Were there any downsides? The only thing I'd say was that although I've seen an increase in the engagement on my Facebook page, which has been amazing, downloads of my podcast have gone up and we use my messenger bot on my Facebook page. When we promote a podcast, people can post in the comments to get delivered the link, which is great. And that's going like gangbusters, which is brilliant. Looking at some of the comments, I can see there are a few freeloaders, the kind of people who don't value investing in training, baby birds. My friend Jessica Lorimer calls these people baby birds. They the kind of people who take all your free content, take, 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 and then get outraged when you try to sell them something. And I can see there are a few people like that, but there's always people like that in my audience. The majority of people I'm seeing have real businesses that they care about. And I'm not seeing a ton of those freeloader type people who will never invest in anything, but you always get them anyway. One mistake we did make actually was we actually held last year's postage costs this year for the planner because the packaging that we were using, which has resulted in less damaged planners this year, because getting a product like that out in the post without getting it damaged, it does require some consideration about how you send it. And we've improved on that as the years have gone on. But that actually put the postage up, but we held the postage at last year's prices because we didn't want to hit people with it. It was quite a big jump. And when we put this planner offer on sale, we forgot to change the postage to what it should be. And when we calculated it, Lisa came back to me and said, if we send them first class, that would actually cost you £2,000. So we decided to send them second class. So they're going to take a little bit longer to get there. But that's the only mistake, I think. So only time will tell. I've created some podcast episodes recently, which have really been highlighting some of the not so great practices in the industry. A couple you might want to listen to are scammy practices to watch out for in the online business space. I'll link to that one in the show notes. And is it time to shake up the online coaching industry? Do you care if I have a six or seven figure business? I'll link to those two. 
So I just wanted to show up with as much honesty and integrity as I possibly can and to reassure you that things aren't always perfect in my world. Sometimes I have to make difficult decisions. But to also show you the bigger picture, it would have been easy and tempting, I think, for lots of business owners to try and hide this, but that's not a good business decision. And ultimately, when you're running a business, you can't let your pride get in the way. You have to think about profits. You have to think about money. And I think people really appreciate that. So I hope you found this a helpful insight and you've benefited from hearing about my craziest and most unexpected launch ever. As ever, I do love hearing from you and the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm at Jan Murray UK and I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. 